Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello everyone, welcome back to the History Hit World Wars podcast. I'm your host James Rogers and in this episode we're digging back through the History Hit archive to pull out one of our amazing episodes from the Chalk Valley History Festival. This is unique because it's an interview with a Luftwaffe fighter ace, Hugo Brock. He had 81 victories to his name and a Knight's Cross for good measure. To put that into some sort of perspective, the highest amount of victories that an RAF pilot got was around 38. So he was a truly remarkable fighter pilot. We're joined by Paul Beaver and Rob Schaefer, who do the interviewing here, and they ask Hugo Brock about how he got into flying, where his passion came from. He explains about his early days training in gliders, about how the fun and games soon went away as soon as the war started, and about how he used to lose Allied fighter pilots off his wing, and how he never lost a wing man. This is a remarkable history, one that we so rarely get to hear from the other side of the conflict. So, here is Hugo Brock, in his own words, about his life as a Luftwaffe fighter ace. Well, good morning, everyone, and uh, welcome to the seventh Chalk Valley History Festival. And the sun is shining, which is very exciting. Um, How much longer? Not quite sure. But uh, anyway, let's enjoy it while we can. Um, Thank you all so much for coming. And thank you very much for our three veterans who've come all the way over from Germany. Um, This is an incredible treat. Um, I just want to thank Rob as well, Rob Schaefer here, who's translating, but who has sort of orchestrated this along with uh, Regina Halm, um, Herr Halm's wife. Um, It's required a huge amount of work from Rob, from Regina, from Rachel Sykes, who um, is part of the festival team, to put all this together. Um, Lots of toing and froing. It's a big thing getting three veterans in their 90s from Germany all the way down to our little corner of sunny England. Um, But what a treat we're in for. I mean, I've interviewed a number of German veterans over the years, but needless to say, they're not as forthcoming about speaking as other veterans, uh, American and British veterans, and that's entirely understandable. And, of course, you know, their numbers are diminishing fast. So to have three, and three such different veterans, a fighter pilot an anti-tank gunner, and a Fallschirmjäger, a German paratrooper, is a really just incredible, incredible thing for us. And um, I really hope you're all going to have an absolutely wonderful day.
Ladies and gentlemen, can I uh, add my welcome um, to Chalk Valley? Um, new site. It's, it's a beautiful place, and it's going to be a, a great week. Thank you very much for turning up on, uh, early on a Monday morning. Uh, we appreciate it. My job um, is to tease out um, information, um, things that you can't read in the history books. Um, so I think it's, it's really important that, that the way in which we do this is I will steer... Uh, but I don't intend to lead, as it were. So um, you all know um, why you're here. You all know about this man. There's another quick slide here, which, which should give you a quick resume. Um, and I hope I've got the dates and everything right, but Rob will tell me if I haven't. That's great to me. Uh, so that's, that's great. Um, so let, I'm going to kick off um, by a, a very simple question. So why did you want to be a pilot? Warum wollten Sie Pilot werden? Ich wollte Pilot werden, um ein Stück Freiheit äh, zu erleben. Frei wie ein Vogel. Und das habe ich erreicht. Dass wir in den Krieg ziehen mussten, das war ein anderes Problem. Ich habe überlebt, ich bin da und bin in Großbritannien. He chose to become a pilot, to enjoy the freedom of a pilot and to be free as a bird. Um, and then the war came and the fun was over, he said. But uh, he, now he's in England and everything's fine. <laughs> so did you start like so many Germans of your generation with gliding? Sind Sie auch Segelflieger geflogen als Jugendlicher? Ja. Yes. Mit dem Schulgleiter SG 38 auf Deutsch. Und es waren aber nur Sprünge von einem Berg von einer 8 bis 10 Meter Höhe und dann auf 30 Meter Weite. So das an, war alles damals in der damaligen Fliegerhj. So he was in the Fliegerhj, in the Flieger Hitler Youth, and he trained with an SG-38 gliding plane, starting from a hill 10 meters high, um, and they could glide for a distance of about 30 meters. And as a child growing up, I presume that you were, in, you were encouraged and you uh, uh, really believed that flying was the way forward because of the First World War aces. Did you, you grew up with the knowledge of Udet and uh, Richthofen? Sind Sie mit den, uh, mit den großen Namen aus der Ersten Weltkriegsfliegerei groß geworden, wie Udet und Richthofen? Hat man Ihnen davon erzählt? Oder war das in Ihrer Jugend ein Vorbild? Ja. Mein Lehrer... His flying flight trainer Weltkriegsflieger was a first world war pilot. Und erzählte von der Fliegerei, das war, hat mich imponiert und äh, auch gleichzeitig beflügelt. Yeah, and he was a big role model for him when he talked about the first world war and the, uh, the, air, the air war of the first world war. What, what I think is fabulous is, is the parallels between uh, Germany and Britain in that time because we were the same. But my grandfather's generation grew up um, with the First World War aces. Your generation grew up with the First World War aces. And it's all about flying. Er sagt, die Parallelen zwischen Deutschland und, äh, und Großbritannien sind interessant, weil seine Großeltern sind mit den äh, Geschichten vom Ersten Weltkrieg Fliegern groß geworden. Ja, ja, Auch die Deutschen ja, sind mit ja. den gleichen Geschichten groß geworden. Ja, ich äh, wäre gerne auch äh, mit englischen Piloten zusammen am Kanal geflogen. Aber ich bin nun in Russland gelandet und habe dann von St. Petersburg bis zum Meer unten fliegen müssen und habe überlebt. Das ist die Hauptsache. Und die Russen waren auch gute Piloten. 
He said he would have loved to meet English pilots in the air over the channel, but sadly he didn't have the chance. <laughs> so he had, to, he had to fight the Russians, um, but they had good pilots as well. <laughs> well, let, let's go on to, um, to uh, the hostilities to the war. Um, did you volunteer? Did somebody tell you? Sie fanden sich freiwillig gemeldet? Ja, war freiwillig. Ja. Die volunteered, yes. Es gab keine andere Wahl. Ich habe mich freiwillig gemeldet, um äh, zu verteidigen zu können. Er hat mich auch erreicht. Und er hat mich auch erreicht, um sich zu verteidigen, weil er wählen konnte, wo er gehen konnte. Das ist in Britannien genau das gleiche. Wenn du nicht volontierst, jemand wird dir sagen, und es ist immer der, den du nicht gehen willst. Das gleiche in England. Wenn man sich nicht freiwillig meldet, dann kriegt man vorgeschrieben, wo man hin muss. Ja, das will man nicht. Lass uns über deine Training sprechen. Take us through your training. How did you become a fighter pilot? Können Sie uns ein bisschen was über die Ausbildung erzählen? Wie, wie, wie wird man Jagdflieger? Was passiert? Ja, die ganze Ausbildung die fängt äh, mit im Segelflugzeug an. It all starts with gliders. Da macht man Gleitflüge bis zu 10 bis 30 Meter. Short distance gliding. Vom Hügel, ne? Da kam die äh, fliegerische Ausbildung auf der Clem 25. Then he started motor flights on the Clem 25. Und dann Clem 35. Clem 35. Und, äh, <lacht> später Hado äh, 66, Hado 65 und Stößer 79 und, und Focke-Wolf später. Nicht? Also Messerschmidt auch, die Bertha, Dora und Emil und Fritz. Nicht? Und making und his way. Gustav, making ja. his way through all the uh, different aircraft types that were used for training, including all the early Messerschmitt 109 types. And, and including, um, if, you, if you got that, they're all known in Germany by as Dora, Emil, Fritz or, or Gustav, the different models of, of 109. Um, we've got an Emil um, outside, um, but it started on, on the D model, the, the, uh, the Dora. I, I, I just find it fascinating that, that the Luftwaffe were able to maintain those numbers of different um, uh, variants of the, of the 109. It was a big problem as well. Yeah. It was a big problem as well, apparently. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, first operational flying. When did you know you were going to the Eastern Front, as we would call it? When did you erfahren, that you were going to the Eastern ja, das war äh, 1942. 1942. Im Herbst und dann wurde ich im Januar eingezogen an die Front. Und das war. And he was called in in January to go to the front. So 1942. Das war keine gute Zeit, an die Ostfront zu kommen. Äh, ich, die Zeit kann ich nicht als gut bezeichnen. Ich habe das so hingenommen, wie es gerade kam. Didn't matter if it was good or not, he just had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about the first time you saw a Russian, a Russian aircraft. Wann haben Sie das erste russische Flugzeug gesehen, selber? Ja, das war im äh, Januar 43. January 1943. 40, und das war auch gleich äh, mein erster Abschuss. And that was his first kill. Er wurde aberkannt. But it wasn't confirmed. Weil ich vom Rottenführer abgeflogen bin und abgeschossen. Because Schuldig. he broke formation and fired, which he wasn't allowed to as a wingman. So it was discredited as punishment. Ja, ja, das ist so. Das war German. I'm really sorry, we're going to have to finish the interview here. I mean, this is... Not typisch Germany, ne? Typical German, he says. <laughs> Can you take us through it? Can you recall... You 
when you saw, well, first of all, what type it was? Can you re was für, recall was für, the whole episode for us? Was für ein typ? Uh, war eine Lack 3. Lack 3. Lack 3. And were you in a big formation? Were they in a big formation? Can you paint a picture for us of... Ja, das heißt, ich flog an der Seite meines Rottenführers. So he was flying as wingman. Und äh, habe ihm gesagt, da ist die und die Maschine an der Lack. He darf so, ich angreifen? He saw them first and asked for permission to attack. Darf ich angreifen? Ja, hat er gesagt. And he said yes. Bin gleich <lacht> angeflogen, abgeschossen, perfekt. So he flew toward it, shot it down, and afterwards he got punished yeah. for it. <lacht> so, it's your first time in Russia. It will be cold, it will be snowing, it will be white, and the weather, it would have been difficult as a pilot to fly that? In der Zeit, Russland war wahrscheinlich schneebedeckt, kalt. Ähm, war das schwierig, da zu fliegen in den Wetterbedingungen? Ja, Russland ist bekannt ein großes Land. Und äh, von oben von St. Petersburg bis zum Schwarzen Meer. Und im Winter sind harte Bedingungen. Da lag oft bei der Landebahn, die 30 Meter breit war, drei Meter hoch Schnee. Okay, so you all know Russia is a big country, from St. Petersburg to the Black Sea. And sometimes uh, everything was covered with snow, including their landing strip. So uh, with, with 30 meters wide, covered with three meters of snow. Und die Fläche war glatt, wo man landete. Man musste genau geradeaus linig die Spur festhalten. And you had to fly in very, very straight, because um it was slippery. Um nicht in die Schneewellen reinzukommen. Not to crash into the huge masses of snow next to the landing strip. And this was in, in a 109 in a Gustav? That was uh, yeah, uh, wrong way round. Das war mit einer 109F oder mit einer G? Die ersten Flüge mit einer F. Die ersten Flüge, die waren uh, mit der Emil. Oh, that was still in an E, in an E type, in an Emil. And, and the problem that you and I discussed earlier with the 109 was the narrow undercarriage track. Uh, did that? Was that a real problem in the snow? I'm just thinking about the ground handling. Not for him. So it was quite easy. Just go in straight and don't press the brakes, otherwise you will crash into the snow. So if you didn't do that, that wasn't a problem. So we say with a tail drag aeroplane, with an aeroplane that sits on its tail, that the landing run isn't finished until you're in the bar. You really want me to translate that into German? Er sagte, in Englisch gibt es eine, gibt's eine, eine Redewendung, eine Redewendung bei allen Flugzeugen, die, die mit dem Heck auf dem Boden aufsitzen. Da ist der, 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 der Landevorgang nicht abgeschlossen, bis man hinterher in der Kneipe sitzt. Ja, groß. Good, I'm glad we've established another common bond there. <laughs> So, your, your first flight, um, you get down, uh, you go and meet the intelligence officer, and you 
brief him and say, I've shot down an aircraft, then what happens? Do you get taken, do you get taken and given a rum ration, a snaps ration? So wie sah das aus? Wenn man einen Abschuss hatte und man kam zurück zum Flughafen oder zu, zu, zum, 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 zum Landfeld, was kam dann? Hat man dann? Dann hat man seinen Abschlussbericht gegeben und dann, ja. was passierte dann? Ging man, ging man dann einen trinken oder was ja, passierte ja. dann? Ja, das war folgendermaßen, wenn man zurückflog zum Einsatzhafen, man hat gewackelt, um zu dokumentieren, dass ein Abschuss hatte. So, it was quite easy, when you flew back to the airfield, you had to wiggle your wings in the first pass to denote that you had shot someone down. Right, and, and then what happens? Und danach? Nach der Landung? Nach der Landung, wenn es prima geklappt hatte, es wurde abend in der Kantine wurde auch gefeiert. Aber nur abends, nur abends. You've seen the gesture, I don't even need to translate that. <laughs> so. Good schnaps? Uh, a schnaps weniger, a little. Just a little bit of schnaps. Uh, and then when did you, when, what, what happened next? Did you, how did you get disciplined for being a naughty boy? It's in, uh, in, in relation to his, yeah. uh, to his arm. Ähm, nachdem sie den Abschuss aberkannt haben, als, als, als der aberkannt worden ist, der erste, der erste Abschuss, ja. wie, wie wurde das denn dann, das Disziplinar, wurde dann Disziplinarverfahren eingeleitet? Oder wie Nein, das wurde nicht, das war eben ein verlorener Abschuss, das war eine Bestrafung. It was just also. a discredited kill, that was all punishment he got. They couldn't really post him to the Eastern Front, could they? Ah, die Ostfront abkommandieren als Strafe konnte man sie nicht, da waren sie ja schon. One of the things that, that, that always I'm always curious about um, is having been on a few operations myself is just what happens in the day-to-day -day routine of being on operations in Russia in the winter of 1943. It's after Stalingrad. Um, it's, not, it's not a pleasant time uh, to be there. Could you take us through your routine, getting up in the morning, breakfast, that sort of thing? Was ihn immer interessiert, vom, vom Kampf und von, vom Krieg mal abgesehen, wie sah denn der normale Tagesablauf in der Staffel aus? Morgens aufstehen, frühstücken, wie, wie sah das aus? Was macht man nochmal? Ja, in Russland bekannt im Winter, da sind das Probleme. Wasser war schlecht. Wir hatten einen alten Herrn, der hat dann Schnee geschmolzen oder an einem Fluss ein Loch gemacht. Ja. Und hat dann aus diesem Schellong, Schellong hieß der Fluss vom Ilmensee, hat er Wasser geschöpft und da wurden wir bedient. Well, one of the major problems in Russia in winter was the water supply, because everything was frozen. So what they do is they used molten snow um, or they drilled holes into the ice cover of rivers and dragged their water from there to make coffee and to supply themselves with. Und die Russen hatten selbst Löcher ins Eis gemacht um Fische rauszuholen. And the Russians fished that way. They drilled holes into the ice to fish from. Uh, and so, what's a fighter pilot's breakfast in January 1943? <laughs> We had verschiedene Sorten. Variations Aber, of bread. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds more posh than it actually was, I suppose. Yeah. So different shades of black, really. <laughs> <laughs> And to drink coffee? Coffee? 
Morning. Uh, in den Morgens Kaffee? Ja, Morgens Kaffee, ja. Ja, Kaffee. Der echte Kaffee. Real Kaffee. Real Kaffee. Real Kaffee. Der Satz Kaffee. And was there a routine of readiness? Did you come uh, up to readiness at first light? And then uh, there's a next group of people came after that. How did that routine work? Wurden Sie da in Alarmbereitschaften eingeteilt? Zu verschiedenen Uhrzeiten? Ja, die Alarmbereitschaft, die immer stand, die wurde eingeteilt. Das war abwechselnd. Von einer Staffel zum anderen wurden also zwei Maschinen, die waren immer Alarmstaffeln. Ich glaube, das war, glaube ich, in England auch so. So, so two aircraft of every squadron were in readiness all the time on the rotational basis and he asks you if that was the same in England. Uh, we, yes, we tended to have, we were flying threes a lot of the time, so uh, rather than two, we had not understood the German wisdom of, of the Rotter and, and, the, and the Schwarm. Also bei, in England waren es immer drei Maschinen, ja. weil die nicht clever genug waren. Die wussten nicht, dass die Rotte und der Schwarm die bessere Formation sind. Ja, ja, ja. ja, wir hatten den Schwarm, das war die Führung. Zwei, zwei, zwei Deckungen immer. Da war der Kapitän und dann die anderen als Schutz. The Finger Four. Ja. Leader, Wingman. The Wingman, ja. Und ja. second, uh, second Leader. Immer so. Gab es die Möglichkeit, in Russland auch Schulungs- und Übungsflüge zu machen oder waren das reine Kampfeinsätze, die da geflogen worden sind? Ja, da, wenn man an der Front war, dann war man schon bereit, dann hatte man die Schulungsflüge hinter sich When you were sent to the front, you didn't get any training. You were expected to be perfect. That is the and ready. So no, no, the whole time, no training. And and in in terms of your in your squadron, uh, in terms of your uh, your comrades, uh, were there veterans from uh, other places, from perhaps from North Africa or from uh, Malta or from from uh, the Channel? Gab es Kameraden, die vorher noch woanders geflogen sind, am Kanal, in Afrika, oder waren das alles Kameraden? Direkt ja, es waren Kameraden, die wurden verteilt, also je nachdem nach Schlüssel, an die Ostfront oder an die Westfront oder später Afrika. Ne? Mhm. Ja, ja. Das war der Marseille damals. Ja. Ah, okay. So He didn't quite understand the question. He just said that there were a number of of, of, call, of squadron mates who went were sent later to the to the Western Front and to Africa. Were, were there any experts that had come from the uh, the other fronts? Waren in Ihrer Staffel Experten aus anderen aus anderen Frontbereichen oder waren das alles nur Ostfrontflieger bei Ihnen? Ja, die wurden daher gemischt. Wir hatten einen Staffelkapitän, der war am Kanal. Und die kamen dann zu, es wurde ausgetauscht, in JG26. Da gab es ein Personal vom Jagdgeschwader 26, die kamen zum Kanal. Und einige von seinen Personal wurden exchanged und went to the Channel, um sie zu replacen. Also sie rotated back and forth between the two squadrons. Hier ist ein cooler Fakt. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. So how long did you have to spend on the Eastern Front before you had a, a, a leave period? Dann haben Sie den ersten Fronturlaub bekommen? Ja, das war im Juni 43. June 43. Januar. And you pond? So five months. On you know. And then were you able to go home in Germany, back to the Rhineland? Not more phone calls, but you could go there. Let us see. Excellent. I don't want to make it sound as if I'm only interested in food. But what did you have for lunch? Was gab's denn mittags zu essen? Es gab einmal ein, ein gutes Essen, vor allen Dingen keine Erbsen- und Bohnensuppe, wie es in England auch bekannt ist. So the most important thing for a pilot Explosion. is no pea soup or bean soup because of the explosive danger. <laughs> <laughs> and presumably um, you had a canteen, but did you have, in, in England we would have what we would call the mess, where you lived and ate in the same place. Um, and As, as an NCO pilot, did you have a similar setup in the Luftwaffe? Als Sie noch nicht, ähm, als Sie noch Unteroffizier waren, gab es eine Unteroffiziersmesse, wo alle Unteroffiziere zusammen gegessen haben, oder haben Sie zusammen nicht einen Offizier? Es gab keine getrennte äh, Mannschaft, Offiziere, Staffelkapitäne, Unteroffiziere und Feldhügel, die waren alle zusammen. There was no separation in the Luftwaffe. They were all on the same table in the same tent. So all pilots were in the same mess. Officers, NCOs, uh, Feldwebels, everyone. So we're in the same no, mess. No class difference. It's interesting. Very interesting. Allerdings, wenn der Staffelkapitän zuerst ein Drink, dann alle anderen. But they were only allowed to drink when the squadron leader had his drink. That was the rule. So he drank first, everyone else drank afterwards. That sounds like a huge hardship, actually. It would not have worked in the Royal Air Force, I can tell you. Das hört sich sehr schwierig an, Sache so lange zu warten. Ja. Unless, of course, the squadron leader paid for all the beer. Außer der Staffelführer zahlt alles. Ja. 
Ja, das war inklusiv, war das schon eingeplant. Was all inclusive. <lacht> okay, so um, we've done breakfast, we've done lunch. We, we, we better do dinner. Yeah, I think we should do dinner. Abends gab es da, wie, wie sahen die Abende aus, zusammen mit den Kameraden? Was hat man da gemacht? Ja, abends wurde gefeiert. Und äh, wenn einer einen Abschluss hatte und so weiter, wurde besonders gefeiert. So in the evening they either had a party ja. or if someone shot, shot a Russian down, they had an even bigger party. Es wurde, in Russland gab es ja nicht überall elektrischen Strom. There was no electricity. Es gab dann Kerzenlicht on the desk. So it was all done in romantic candlelight. Ja. Und da wurde dann getrunken. Yeah, that's that's pretty obvious. That's good. Okay. Um, did you have to move a lot? Was was it um, your air your airfields were makeshift? Um, they were on on the ice. Hard work for your ground crew. Did you have to keep moving? Ist die Staffel oft verlegt worden? Ja, je nach Bedarf, denn äh, wir hatten ja nicht allzu viele Piloten. Das ist auch bekannt. Und wir mussten immer aushelfen. Die Front von St. Petersburg bis uns zum Schwarzen Meer, das war eine große Strecke. Nicht? Und da wurden wir vielleicht zwischendurch im Mittelabschnitt und Orel, Vitebsk und Smolensk und so weiter. It depended a lot on where they were needed. The Luftwaffe was always short on pilots, he said. So they were basically transferred to wherever air support or fighter support was needed. To from Vitebsk to Orel, everywhere. Ich kam im Januar zur Front und im Herbst wurde ich schon abkommandiert als Lehrer, als Teacher. Okay, and he joined, the, he arrived at the front in, uh, in January 1943. Da Lehrer wann? Im September. Ah, and he was transferred uh, back to France. Frankreich? Ja, erst, ja Frankreich. Yeah, to, 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 to France in September 43 to become a fighter trainer, fighter pilot trainer. Oh, and where was that? Which airfield in France? Wo war das? Biarritz. Biarritz. Okay, that's that's a hardship posting. If those of you who've uh, been there will know. I would have And actually, Werner Chateau. He showed me the photographs. Very classic. In German, the chateau. In the chateau. Yeah. yeah. I, I would expect nothing less of the Luftwaffe. Of course. Yeah. Uh, so we've done. We've done. We've done the food. We've done the living accommodation. We've done the parties. We won't ask about the girls. No, we won't. Um, but we will ask about the ground crew. One of the things that always binds um, both a bomber and a fighter crew um, uh, together with their ground crew is the fact that they, it's, a, it's hard work. One, one lives for the other. How did it work in the Luftwaffe? Wie war denn das Verhältnis zum Bodenpersonal? Weil er sagte, yeah. in, jeder, in jeder Luftwaffe ist das, ist das sehr wichtig, weil der eine vom anderen abhängig ist. Yeah. Ihr Überleben ist ja von denen abhängig, dass die die Arbeit richtig machen. Hat man ein gutes Verhältnis? Wir hatten ein volles Vertrauen zu den Technikern. Das musste auch so sein, Hand in Hand. Und äh, ohne Vertrauen war kein Dasein. So the technicians, the ground crew was totally reliable. And trust was all that counted. And that was always there. Never, never lacked trust. And did you have your own, your own assigned aeroplane and your own assigned ground crew? Hatten Sie Ihre eigene, uh, Ihre eigene Maschine, Ihre persönliche Maschine und Ihr eigenes Bodenpersonal oder wurde das gewechselt? Das, ich hatte an meine eigene Maschine und, uh, und das Bodenpersonal schwankte immer. 
Es war nicht äh, immer das gleiche Personal, wenn wir verlegten na, zum Mittelabschnitt oder Südab Südabschnitt und bei Kiew, da war es wieder anders. Okay, he had his own personal uh, uh, air aircraft, um, but the ground crews changed. So when, they, when, they, when the squadron moved position, transferred somewhere else, they got the ground crew of the next, of the other airfield. Okay, so, so the airplanes moved rather the airplanes than, moved, than the ground the crew stayed. Yeah. Okay. Zum Schluss, also die beste Maschine war die Jagd 3 nachher. Und erst hatten sie die Lack 3, das war der Anfang. Die waren langsam. Und man musste praktisch in der Kurve praktisch auskurven oder vorhalten, dementsprechend, wenn man sie abschießen wollte. So that the Yak 3, which was best in his opinion, uh, and early, the early types he faced were Lack 3s, which um, you could only shoot down when you outmaneuvered, outcircled them. So, so your, the 109 was more maneuverable? Also die, die 109 war wendiger als die Lack 3s, die frühen? Ja. Yeah. Es kommt immer darauf an, wer in der Maschine sitzt. Auf die Wendigkeit und auf die Taktik des Piloten und alles kommt dann genau. Er in der Spitzbahn saß wie der Captain Bader. Also depends a lot on tactics. Der Englishman, Pilot. <laughs> Ist bekannt, ne? Captain Bader. Are you thinks Captain Bader was an excellent pilot? Hat eine Prothese. Yeah, without without legs. Yeah. Yeah, an, an interesting an interesting man. We could have a very long conversation about him, I think. Er ist ein interessanter Mann, da können wir uns später lange drüber unterhalten. Aha. Benem drink? With a drink, yes. I think I've been rumbled. Um, I think I've rumbled him as well, actually, to be absolutely honest. Also, ich hab Wort. Ja, ja. Prost. It really is lucky this is not vodka, isn't it? It really is. No, whis no whiskey. No, no whiskey. Oh, whiskey. <laughs> glass. A glass. Yeah, yeah. Whiskey. So, uh, we're in Russia. It's white. There's lots of snow. There aren't many towns. There's no radar control. How do you navigate? Ähm, was Sie interessiert, in Russland viel Schnee, alles schneebedeckt. Äh, es gibt kein Radar, keine Flugleitung. Wie, wie navigiert man? Ja, wenn das große schneebedeckte Land, man orientiert sich nur nach den Häusern, den einzelnen Dörfern. Single sind, houses, small villages. Rauch hochkam, dann konnte man sich orientieren. Pillars of smoke rising up. Smoke, yeah. So you had good maps. Sie hatten gute Karten. Ja, ich habe mich nicht nach den Karten orientiert. Das war maps. vorher orientiert. Und das hat wie alles im Kopf gehabt. Okay, so, so you memorized we, what your patrol area was it flying combat air patrols? What, what was the, 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 the daily routine? Normalerweise haben Sie nur Luft, Luftüberlegenheit geflogen, also Jagd, rein, rein, freie Jagd oder was nein, haben Sie geflogen? Wir haben alles geflogen, freie Jagd. Und dann auch Begleitschutz, 100 Kilometer mit Escort-Missions, Escorting, Heinkel, 111, so bombing, bombing missions, uh, free, free hunting, freie Bom Jagd. Bomberbegleitschutz. Yeah. Escort-Duty. Na, Wolchow ist treu an den Wolchow. Und, uh, oh, 
Later ground attack missions. Da kam der Russe mal über den Ilmensee. When the Russians crossed the Ilmen Lake. Und die Eisdecke, die hielt. Und da kam der Russe über den Ilmensee. Crossing the ice. Da mussten wir Tiefflüge fliehen. Ich war nicht dabei. Ich war im Lazarett. Ich hatte Angina. Ah, and there he scored on two ground attack missions onto the Russians crossing the ice. But he wasn't there because he had uh, an infected throat. What? You mean throat? Throat? I thought that was a, um, a German euphemism for getting an iron cross, actually. But Halskratzen. Ja, 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 ja. Okay, so that that I have to say that's quite impressive, being able to memorize where you were going. Um, and, and did you rely on each other? Was the radio contact between uh, the, the Schwarm leader with the, with the squadron leader? Did you did you maintain a good um, a, a good cohesive um, squadron formation. Ist, ähm, ist während dieser Einsätze war das, ist, hat man sich viel mit den, mit den anderen Fliegern ausgetauscht über Funk? War da eine enge Bindung, um sich auch auszutauschen, wo man gerade ist und was gerade passiert? Ja, de, die engste Verbindung war zum Rottenflieger oder zum Schwarmführer. Was the closest connection you had to your wingman or to the, and to the squadron leader? Und wenn Probleme waren, die wurden durchgegeben per Funk, Sprechfunk. And then when, when there was problems, they yeah. messaged one another, yeah. radioed one another. And so the same frequency for the whole of your squadron. Gleiche Frequenz für alle, für die ganze Staffel? Ja, die Frequenz war die, für die ganze Staffel. Yes. Ja. Es same, war auch mal einmal so, dass die Russen auf derselben Frequenz waren. But sometimes the Russians were on the same frequency. I was just going to ask about Russian, Russian, did the Russians try to, we would say, spoof you? Haben die Russen versucht, sie direkt anzufunken und sie zu ärgern über Funk? Hat man, hat man die, haben, haben äh, die mal reingefunken? Das äh, konnte ich nicht beurteilen. Also, sie haben, ich habe schon mal Sprechfunk auf der gleichen Frequenz gehört. Da hat er Isuida, das heißt, glaube wo stehst du? Oder Sometimes he heard them saying Isuida, which means, uh, can, you, can you hear me? But he doesn't know if that was directed at, at them or yeah. if that was just normal Russian banter. I don't think the Russians did banter, really. No, no. But, uh, the, your course are quite famous, well, you're very famous, for 18 Stormoviks, I think it is. Now, the, the Stormovik, the Aleutian, um, is, uh, has a high reputation in the Second World War as being one of the, the better uh, Soviet aircraft because it was built for ground attack, it was protected, it was armoured. Um, Tell us about that. You, you managed to shoot down 18 of them. That's, that's pretty good going. Er fragt, sie haben 18 Sturmovik abgeschossen. Ja. Und das war ja eine sehr bekannte Maschine, weil die so extrem schwer gepanzert war. Die war schwer gepanzert. Wie musste man die abschießen? Was hat man da gemacht? Ja, das war einfach, als ich damals noch mit der ähm, F-Flucht, 109F, hat Zentralkanone, da konnte man in den Kühler reinschießen. Und, und wenn der Kühler qualmte, dann flog er noch ein bisschen geradeaus. Ich habe ihn fliegen lassen. Dann musste er so notlanden oder aus was easiest to shoot them down with the Messerschmitt 109F because that had the central um, 20 mm gun in the engine firing through the propeller hub so you could aim very easily and you just had to shoot into the um, cooling grill underneath the wing and when it started to smoke you just let it fly and it would crash after a few kilometers <laughs> you make it sound so easy das hört sich bei ihnen so einfach an ja ja also, <lacht> wenn irgendwie ein Captain Bader hier neben mir saß, wir beide hätten dasselbe Problem. <lacht> Captain Bader would have said the same, you said that, that's just the... Yes, he would have said it sort of slightly differently and perhaps with a few swear words, but... Um, 
did you did you ever meet any of the Russians that you shot down? Did you ever meet any Russian pilots? Haben Sie irgendwelche russischen Piloten mal getroffen, die Sie selber abgeschossen haben oder andere russische Piloten oder mal begegnet im Krieg, Gefangene oder ist mal jemand rausgesprungen, den Sie gefangen genommen haben? Einmal auf dem Gefechtstand wurde mir ein russischer Pilot vorgestellt, den ich abgeschossen habe. One time at the regimental command post, the squadron command post, he was introduced to one of the Soviet pilots he shot down. Um, I got that shake hand. Also, goodbye. Shake hands and goodbye. But it's one of the things you were talking about, Douglas Bader. I mean, of course, it's when Douglas Bader was shot down over France, the first thing the Luftwaffe did was take him to the mess and give him lunch, I think it was. Um, it, it, it's this, there is this amazing bond uh, between pilots, which, between certainly I've always thought of it between Germany and Britain. It's interesting to to understand that, uh, that where uh, the Soviets and the Germans were on that front. Er sagt, es gibt ja dieses dieses unsichtbare Band zwischen Fliegern, egal ob das Amerikaner sind, Engländer sind, Deutsche sind. Das ist ein sehr enges Band. Gab es das gegenüber dem russischen Piloten auch? Gab es dieses Band oder war das anders? Das kann ich nicht nachvollziehen. Da habe hab ich keine Kenntnis drüber. He doesn't know if that bond existed um, towards Russian pilots because he never had made the, had the experience. Das kennen nur die vom Gefechtstand oder von der Leitung der, des Geschwaders. Wenn die vernommen wurden, war da ein Dolmetscher bei. Und aus diesem Grunde habe ich nichts erfahren. So staff, staff officers might have had a better experience or a deeper experience there because they had to interrogate the Soviet pilots that were shot down, but he never had any experience with them. It's obviously too busy in the bar. Yeah. <laughs> Sie, waren viel, Sie waren zu viel in der Messe unterwegs trinken, sagt er. Sie hatten keine Zeit. <laughs> ja, einmal ist ein Russe gelandet bei uns mit äh, seiner äh, Frau drin. Ja, da war der Oberleutnant Kulakov. Ja, ja. So one time, well, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Um, one time, uh, a Soviet fighter plane, a Rata, an I-15, landed on their airfield, and there was a, a Russian pilot in it with his wife. Yeah. And they, yeah. What was his name? What was that name? Kulakov. Lieutenant Kulakov. Yeah. Kulakov. So he defected. Yeah. Is he overgelaufen? Yeah, yeah. He came here with the machine. Yeah, he defected with the aircraft and wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The Royal Air Force would have done it with girlfriend, I have to say. Ja, der war bei uns Platzlandwirt. Der hat nachher die Gruppe unter sich gehabt. Ja, der ist nicht gefangen genommen worden. Nein, nein, nein. Bei uns hat er da Arbeit bekommen und einen Auftrag. He got a job at the squadron. He had the he was he was he basically spent the war working on the airfield, keeping the ground clear and they got jobs. They weren't taken prisoner. Der musste den Rasen immer auf die Höhe. To mow the lawn. That was the pilot. Did, sorry, did you say what happened to the wife? Die, die Frau hat mit ihm da gewohnt. Ihre seine Frau ist da auch geblieben. Ja, wo die Frau geblieben ist, weiß ich nicht. Auf jeden Fall. Yep. Uh, no clue what happened unter to the wife. Obhut, dann nehme ich an. But he probably, probably stayed somewhere around. Uh, let's move sw swiftly on on that, that one. <laughs> so uh, after Beiritz, um, I'm getting towards the uh, the end of the war, 1945. Um, what was happening then? Wo waren Sie 1945? Ja, 45. Das war im Baltikum. In the Baltics. Und am 8. Mai, wir hatten die äh, Genehmigung durch den Generalflugball, dass wir ausfliegen konnten. Und am 8. Mai, sie bekamen die Permission vom Generalflugball, um ihre Planes zu den Westen zu 
Das war am Ende Ritterkart Verleihung. Shortly after he got his Knights Cross, um, they were allowed to fly west to surrender to the to the Western Allies. So the photograph of you here receiving the, the cross is that was that in the Baltic was that taken in the Baltics? Das Foto ist also dieses Foto da von Ihnen ist also im Baltikum aufgenommen? Ja, ja, ja. Yes. Ah, okay. And and at that time were you still flying the 109 or had you moved on to the 190? Haben Sie zu dem Zeitpunkt noch die 109 geflogen oder die Focke? Und die Focke 190. Focke 199. So we have to ask what did you think of the because you did, you flew the Dora? Die Briten haben die A8 äh, das, äh, das Schlacht, Schlachterflugzeug genannt. Das ja. war mit der Spitzname hier, Butcherbird, Schlachterflugzeug, also, ja. weil die so gefährlich war. Ja, ja. So, I think a, a, a fighter pilot in Britain would tell you that the 190 was the one that they were really frightened of compared to the 109. Also ein englischer Pilot würde Ihnen sagen, die hatten die Engländer hatten mehr Respekt vor der Focke Wolf als vor der Messerschmitt. Aber Sie sagen das anders. Ja. Sie sagen, die, die, Ihnen gefiel die 109 besser. Also Respekt ist eine äh, zweistufige Sprache. Respekt, ja, kann man abverlangen, man kann es erfliegen und, äh, und die gegenseitige Achtung, Respekt von den Menschen muss immer sein. He said you have to have more respect for the human being inside the machine except not the machine itself. So it's the pilot that counts. It's like the pilot zählt. Ja, richtig, ja. Aber Sie sind selber lieber die 109 geflogen? Ja, ich habe um, äh, die Fernsehmaschine, also fliegerisch, so elegant. Das war die F. Yeah, the best aircraft he ever flew was the 109F. 109F. Okay, that's a really interesting endorsement. But I think you're absolutely right. It is the pilot that counts. And, and ladies and gentlemen, we've just heard it's the pilot that counts. Um, sadly, we've reached the end of, uh, uh, of this session. We will have, a, as you know, as James said, we'll have a, a question and answer outside. But I just, I thought that was absolutely riveting. Um, and I'm really impressed with the amount of schnapps that must have been consumed on the Eastern Front. Yeah. Uh, disappointed, no champagne. So, on your behalf, can I thank Hugo so much? That was just absolutely brilliant. Standing And... And it wouldn't have been possible without Rob. So thank you. Anticipating the questions as well, mate. Thanks for that. Um, we just have a very small thing to do. Is Richard here somewhere? In, in your, Richard, could you like to just zoom around here? What Hugo doesn't know is we have a little presentation. Uh, yes, I might have to say a few words before, please, before would you, you please? pass that over. Hugo's younger brother um, was killed in Stalingrad. Um, he doesn't quite know when, possibly in... Uh, December 42 or January 43 and he doesn't have a known grave and he doesn't have a grave marker no memorial, he's completely gone disappeared from the face of the earth and up until very recently uh, Hugo didn't know that there was a memorial set up to the fallen and missing uh, of the Stalingrad campaign in Rossoshoshka near Volgograd and since 2008 the name of his brother is commemorated there 
he doesn't know, um, but I organized some photographs, which a good friend of mine, Richard Clemerson, the lovely guy over there, has uh, had, well, he had them framed and um, made a little picture booklet, and we just want to present him with, uh, with pictures of his little bro. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. And before you go, remember, as a Warfare listener, you get a special discount at History Hit. Subscribers get access to blissfully, uninterrupted, ad-free podcasts and thousands of hours of history documentaries. You've got everything from the American Revolution to my own documentaries like Traces of War, Weapons of War and 24 Hours in Normandy, where I follow in the footsteps of the Green Howards on D-Day from their beach landings to being awarded the Victoria Cross and all the way through their first day where they made it seven miles inland further than any other British or American unit. So head over to historyhit.com forward slash subscribe or follow the link in the show notes and use the code WARFARE to get 50% off your next three months. That's the code WARFARE to get 50% off. And if you're an Apple listener, you can subscribe for new ad-free episodes within the app. So give it a go. I know you're gonna love it.